Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today we have not one guest, but multiple guests. This is a recording from the Ask Mike Anything in our Freedom Elite community, which is a private community. If you've listened to the podcast, you probably know about this community. But here's the thing that I'm convinced of. So many times in life, we don't need somebody to give us the answer. We don't need somebody telling us exactly what we need to do. We need to be having conversations that challenge our thinking, that challenge our mindsets that really help us realize that we're not alone in some of our struggles and our journeys. And I wanted to share this recording of the Ask Mike Anything episode with you today because I just thought it would be valuable. I think we live in a day and a time where so many people are chasing money and financial freedom. And we think that financial freedom is the key to what it is that we want. It's all about the money. And in reality, one of the guys ask the question in this, like, is it really about money? That's what kind of spawned this conversation. And it's not usually about money. It's about freedom of time. What we're really looking for is that time freedom. And I've said this many times before. I believe that there's different forms of freedom. There's geographic freedom. There's time freedom. There's relationship freedom. There is, of course, financial freedom. But this entire conversation was geared around time freedom and being able to spend time with our children and really checking. It was just a great conversation around what is it that we really want. And I say this all the time. What do you really want? Why do you want it? What are you going to do to get it? Measure results and adjust. And the reality is we're constantly adjusting because what we think we want, as we'll talk about in this episode, you'll hear it from multiple guys, what we think we want Many times we get that and then we realize that that's not the thing that's going to make us happy, but we have to taste whatever it is that we thought we wanted to really test it and see. And by the way, there's seasons. This is another theme in this conversation. There's seasons where what we wanted, we get, and it was good for a season, but what we wanted at that point in time no longer serves us. And so we have to move on. This really stemmed around uh, the conversation of being present with the kids and the financial freedom and really just chasing the relationships and the things that you want. But I think the thing that you're going to realize that's a theme in this conversation is what you think you want isn't exactly always what you want. And then sometimes what you wanted that you get serves you for that season. So hopefully this benefits you. And if you're interested in joining the Freedom Elite community, we would love to have you in that community. Because again, what we're oftentimes looking for, even within the Ask Mike Anythings, every week we do uh, a Q&A session where we all just get to come in. And even though it's Ask Mike Anything, many times the information that you get from the guys that are in the community are just as valuable, if not more valuable, as you'll see in this conversation than the advice that I could bring. Because we're not looking for the guru to bring us all the answers. What we're looking for is a community of like-minded people that can challenge our thinking, lift us up to a higher level of thinking, and ultimately that we can relate to. And oftentimes just by hearing someone else's struggle, someone else's challenges, someone else's experience, that's where we get our answers. So if you would like to join us in the Freedom Elite community, text the word freedom to 480-531-7519, or you can go to freedomelite.co. It's $199 a month. It's month to month. So you can quit anytime you want if you don't love it. But come join us in a like-minded community of guys. It's on a private platform off of Facebook, off of Instagram. It's a great place to just meet other like-minded guys. So if you've been looking for a community to challenge you, to raise you up to a higher level of thinking and where you can also contribute 
Because any community, as we know, is not all about taking. It's about giving too. And I've said this for years, as we teach, we learn. So if you've been looking for a community of like-minded guys, join us in the Freedom Elite community, freedomelite.co, or text the word freedom to 480-531-7519. Let's get into the episode. Hopefully this challenges your thinking and maybe elevates you to a place of understanding that maybe you haven't been when it comes to what you're really chasing. Is it time freedom? Is it geographic freedom? Is it relationship freedom? Is it truly just financial freedom? None of it's right or wrong. It's all about you and what you want out of life. So let's get into the episode. Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. But ultimately, it's just um, we as men, sometimes we have to be cautious because we got to make sure that this game that we're chasing, these widgets, aren't detracting from that 90-year-old question of what what do you wish you had done? And I, I wish I'd worked harder. I wish I'd been at the office more. That's not the answer you're going to hear, but it's, and I wish I'd been, you know, at that 13-year-old birthday party longer and been able to pay attention better because I had all these distractions. So how do we balance all of that life? It's just interesting. Yeah, I, I think it is too. And, um, you know, Kara and I decided two weeks ago, we're going to sell our house that we worked so hard, you know, building and designing and because it's like, I, it's, it's some of its seasons, but also it's like, you know, I don't, I, I just, this is breaking news here. Mike. This is breaking news. <laughs> There's actually a sign in my front yard. <laughs> oh, really? Um, oh yeah. Um, yeah, but it's just, you know, I, I think you bring up a great point because you know, I, I, a couple months ago, I was having a conversation with Kara and I was going through a period where, you know, comparison is a thief, by the way, as a side note, we all know that. But, you know, I was kind of looking backwards and I was in a group of people where even GoBundance, one of my favorite communities, but man, that, that GoBundance community has really skyrocketed the last couple of years. And I look back at, um, you know, the last six, seven years and I'm like, man, what have I really done? And I've done a lot, but you know, we, we get into these like comparison and, and even comparison to, you know, our expectations on ourself. And, and I, you know, I, I finally, after wrestling with that for a day or two, I came to Kara and, and we were having some conversations around, you know, not, not being completely happy with where we're at. And I was like, you know, we did exactly what we wanted to do the last six to eight years. We were very present with our kids. It was you know, the, the, the last of the teenage years I exited in 2014. So we're talking, you know, an eight year run. Like I was very present and could have I done a lot more? Yeah, I could. I think I, I think I could have done a ton more, but the reality is like, we, we set an intention kind of like what you're talking about, Brooks, like that time freedom. And I wanted to be there with my kids and, you know, hearing nobody said, I wish I would have spent more time at the office. I heard Brian Tracy say years ago, nobody, nobody says on their deathbed, I wish I wouldn't have spent that much time with my children. And, you know, last week, Kara's taken Caton to, um, to Ireland. And um, I had committed to this Alaska mastermind like a year ago. If I hadn't, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have gone because like we're literally taking our daughter to Ireland. 
And the thing that I can say looking backwards is I'm glad I didn't work harder because yeah, we're truly empty nesters now. And I'm looking at this house and Karen, I've been talking about this for a couple months, but really the last few weeks, it was like, you know, do we really, do we really want this big empty house all the time? The only thing that we really care about is having a place that the kids can come back to. And the one thing I'll say, like Brooks, you guys built, you know, your house, like in this place that you love, right? I don't love, this is not my forever house. Like I don't, this is not even a forever vacation house for me. So, you know, if we had built like, if this was like a beautiful home on Lake Austin or something, or this was like, you know, the house that Ben's going to build up on the bluff and, and we love Boise and that kind of thing, like it'd be different, but we just, this isn't, this, this house doesn't mean anything to us. And so is it nice? Yeah, it's beautiful. But when I look at what I'm paying every month for this house, and literally Kara and I go from our bedroom to our living room to the kitchen. And there's like these, you know, six other rooms and um, all, it's just, you know, really questioning like, what, what is it? And I love what you bring up, Brooks, is like there's seasons in life. And I'll, I'll say this and then, and then toss it back for discussion. There's a book called Die With Zero by a guy named Bill something. And I didn't finish reading it, but I love, I love his concepts in it because he's kind of like, you know, he has this principle, like one of the things he's talking about in the book is, you know, we, we work all, we, we work so hard and we're saving for this retirement age. And, you know, we're going to leave our kids all this money and the trust and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he was talking about, they, they did these, this, these surveys and they asked people that got inheritances like, Hey, did it change your life? And most of them said, you know, I wish I would have got my parents money when I was like 25, not when I was like 55, when I got it, when I was 55, I didn't need it. And Karen, and I've always kind of subscribed to that. Like I'd rather be in a place to help my kids when they're younger. Um, not that I don't want to leave, you know, stuff to them or whatever, but yeah, I'm, I'm wrestling, man. I'm wrestling with some, some beliefs that, and I think we have to be open to doing this because we had a speaker come in, his name was Mike Chu. And he shared this uh, statement that Esther Perel said, and she made this statement. She said, all of us will be married two to three times in our lifetime. The question is, is it going to be to the same person? And what she was really getting at is like the person that I married 24 years ago is a different human today than she was 24 years ago. And so we have to keep, you know, I guess, reconnecting to that individual. Like this is, this is marriage number two for Kara and I, right? Like we went through this season of like business building and building children and, and all of that kind of stuff. And now we're like kind of, and we've known this, like we've sensed this season for the last couple of years. But that's one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing with like selling, selling the house and downsizing. I'd rather have two or three houses than this one house. And that's kind of what we're talking about is like, I'd like to have a house in, you know, Eden, Utah, maybe or Colorado for the summer. And, but that back to the Esther Perel quote, and even the seasons in our own life, whether it's financial seasons, you know, family seasons, whatever it is, it's like, um, and, and I've shared this with you, you know, on the podcast for sure. And maybe some of you guys here and maybe individually, but like, I worked really hard to build this version of me who's kind of dying. Like this guy that I've built the last 20 years. And that doesn't mean that I'm not, you know, Tim's on here and, and that, you know, he's my son. It doesn't mean that I'm not a dad, but I had uh, Mike McCarthy tell me, and actually John Vroman from Front Row Dads too, a couple of years ago, I was really wrestling with this. And John Vroman told me, he said, Mike, it's not that you're not going to be a dad anymore. You're just entering a different season where you're going to be like, you know, instead of being like a dad, a guide, you're going to be like a mentor and a friend. And, and so whether it's fatherhood, whether it's, you know, as a husband, whether it's a business owner, whether it's an investor, we have to be really cognizant of these seasons that I think Brooks is so, you know, pointing out and, and 
Brooks, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but with the fire thing, I think you're right, or Dave Ramsey or any, they all have their place. But I think we have to understand like what demographic that information belongs with, like financial demographic, age, because, you know, some, some people are just, I believe what you said, like with Chris Harder too, like, I think I, I like to out earn my problem. That's kind of like my, how do I out earn this problem? Right. Not everybody can do that though. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you. I mean, I'm, I'd be lying. The challenge for me on the same side, the personal side is always have to question my contentment. Not, I'm not relating to you, but in 18 years of marriages, you know, we've been in like eight houses. And so it's like, some, it's like, where do I find where I'll just be for a while? And it is, and maybe I do want to go do something else, but I just stay put for a while. Cause the thing is too, I'm married to a wanderlust, you know, traveler. She just, she's like, Hey, would you want to move in the fifth wheel tomorrow? Yeah, no, let's do it. She'd be all for that. Right. And so that's a unique uh, woman in ways. Um, so we, we had this discussion yesterday, Mike, where it's around this beautiful house, like, Hey, where are we going to sell it? Where are we going to go? Like, what, what, what are we going to do? It's, it's, and I think some of that, and we were, I was talking with some other friends, you know, you like kind and quality of similar people is just part of it's like, I hate to say it this way, but you scratch an itch that you had and then it's okay. You know, you, you, you owned that, you did that, but some of that is in the challenge, right? It is in the joy of the dream, the creation of that perfect spot in Colorado you want to buy or whatever and and chasing that and and finding that fulfillment in the new the new thing there's a balance of both but it's just funny you said it Mike because I'm so rela- relational to that mindset uh, for sure even that's not an empty nester it's but I'm still right there with you bro yeah well and I think sometimes we just have to taste you know whatever it is to determine whether it's going to bring that happiness and contentment and fulfillment that we think it is. And some things do and some things don't. You know, Chris says a lot on his, he has a lot of videos that he puts out about if you ask somebody how much they want to make a year and they say, well, a million dollars a year. But when he sits and bends those numbers, usually it's like maybe $250,000, $400,000 here to really like hit all of the pieces they would, everyone hit what that income is. And I think groups like, you know, Wellspring will will probably pull that I can already tell and others where it's okay, but could you dream big so you could help more people? You know, could you live in a reverse tithe where you're living on 10% of your income and tithing 90%? And selfishly, I guess I'm like, I've never really thought of it that much. I kind of just like, hey, can I check this box and move on? And I need to think bigger, you know, from that perspective. Yeah. You know, interestingly enough, the first breakout conversation that I got into at the Wellspring in Colorado last year, the guy that I broke out with, well, I don't remember exactly what the question was, but it was something along the lines of like, you know, what's the, what's like, what's the big thing that you're, you know, in six months, this is actually what it was in six months when we're together again, what do you, what's the one big thing you're going to be celebrating? And he said, moving from donating 70% of our income to 90%. And I was like, oh my God, like, so it's just interesting that you say that because it's like, you know, I mean, there's just different things that, and you know, when you do that, like that just means expansion. And this guy makes a, like, he has a very good life. And I was like, man, that's, uh, it challenged my thinking a little bit. So it's interesting. 
Very and interesting. Some of it, the, the only cop out I think we could give ourselves as guys is we won't always say it's a financial thing. And I think we always have to keep ourselves in check that maybe it is time. Maybe, maybe we need to be given more time. And we want to say, we want to give us the excuse to go make more money because that's the, that's the thing we chase. Um, but so we have to check ourselves at times say, is it our talents and abilities to, you name it, what, what 501c3 do you want to give your time to that need, that need somebody like us to pour into it? Um, and that wasn't a challenge on that, Mike, just an inner battle of discussion I'm having. No, no, I get it. I think it's great conversation. And, you know, the thing is, is like, if you've got somebody that's making 50k a year, and, you know, they have a $5,000 problem this month, it's no different than somebody making 500k that has a $50,000 problem. It's just like, I've been thinking a lot about that. It's like, you know, it, it's just, I just want to, I mean, at some level, there's a part of me that wants just I no longer want to wrestle, <laughs> but also like, I want to, I, I I'm driven. Right. And I think that's really what you're getting at is like, where, where's that, where's that balance? I mean, that's what I'm hearing. Yep. No, totally, totally agree. Just chasing peace and questioning yourself every day. What brings, what are the daily habits that bring you the most peace and even unselfish peace in some ways and doing more of those uh, and, and having contentment in it. That's good. That that last part really struck home with me too. Just buying a new lot, had a lot of doubts, starting to think, am I just buying a widget? Is this really going to bring me happiness? All those things. Anyway, a lot of what you just said is just resonating with me. That's everything. We've talked ourselves into that it's an investment. <laughs> and, I, and I tell my wife, I don't know that we'll live there that long. I think we'll, because the cost of building is so much lower right now than the cost of existing and construction here, we can probably turn around and sell it for a lot more as soon as we're done. So I'm like, maybe it's just an investment. And my wife said, no, we're going to live there. But for me, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if that's what, if it, it might just be too big of a house. And just like you said, we use two or three rooms of it and wait for our kids to come back two or three times a year. You know, I don't know. I think it's an interesting point. Um, Ken McElroy, like, I don't know, this was probably six, seven years ago. They bought a resort in Sedona and he had land in like outside of Jackson Hole and he's got this house up in Coeur d'Alene and you know, one of the things that he said, Karen and I were both sitting there and he's like, you know, um, having these places where the kids grew up and they want to go and they love it has always been really important for me because I, I want them to keep coming back. Hmm. And then, you know, you fast forward a couple of years and like, he's sold a lot of that off his, his, you know, sons are older. And so, I mean, we have these ideas in our minds, but like Ben, for you guys building the house, it's like, as long as the kids keep coming back, like that's the, that's the thing, you know? And well, something, something you said, Mike, a lot, or I've heard on your podcast too, is just, you know, you are not going to let Arby's or wherever your kids were working get in the way of your vacations, right? The reality is now my kids are all working in, in, in jobs where they can't get away. And that is holding up our time. Like I have some more freedom or I can make that time, but my kids can't. And so they're away. And now time freedom is just different for them than it is for me. And that's, that's a hard thing to figure out too. How many times are they going to come visit? You know, can they get away from their work or even on a three day weekend or something They're like, no, I got to work this weekend. All right. You know, reality, they're, they're just getting started in their careers and doing little things. And it's, it's in the way of my freedom, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I heard something the other day about, I forgot who was talking about this, but you know, the average extended family, they get together two to three times a year at best case scenario, right? And you know, if you look at the age, it's not 
So somebody was talking about seeing their parents and they're like, their parents are, you know, say 70 or 50 or whatever the age is. And, you know, if you see them once or twice a year, you know, if the average life is 84 and your parents are 70 and you see them once a year, you get 14, 14 more times to see them. Right. And it's like, I don't know, that just kind of brings it home. Like what, you know, Brooke started chatting about. And, um, and again, it's just seasons, right? Like, I mean, you guys, some of, some of you have teens still and Ben and I are on the other side of it, but I, I don't, I, I don't think that the amount of time that we're going to get to see our kids is ever going to be more than, you know, those, those young years. So it's crazy. And I saw a stat the other day too, and I didn't do the math on this, but somebody put something up that 90% of all the time you'll get to spend with your kids, you spend before the age of 18 or something. And I was like, I didn't do the math to verify that, but like, that was kind of, I mean, even if it's 70%, like that's a crazy number. It was like, I saw it and it was, the number wasn't even 18. It was like 14 or something. Mm. Yeah. It was even lower. And it, but it makes sense. Just somebody, friends of mine said, it's not even when they're 16, when they get driving, you know, but somebody else has a friend they can drive or when they just late middle school, like my oldest is, you know, they want to be at friends' houses and just that time out of the house is more and more and only goes up, doesn't go down really. My oldest is 13, got 13, 10, and 7. So we're we're trying to make as many memories as we can. We travel about 30, 40 days a year together. But yeah, there's always more you can do. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think that's it. I, I think if you spend, I, I think you've got it. I mean, you travel together, you're, you're, you're present. I think we did it right. And I think our kids would, would, would say that too. And it doesn't matter how many hours, how many trips, how many, you're, you're always going to wish you had just done one more. And I think that's yeah. the, it's not a regret thing. It's just knowing yeah. that, man, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to spend, I, I think what Brooke started with, with like the time freedom, I think that's really, there's this conversation around financial freedom. Nobody actually cares about financial freedom. Yeah, that's not fine. really, I mean, we care about it because we need money to survive, but we want the financial freedom to be able to do what we want, like with, you know, with our kids and not have to, to, mm. I'll never forget one time Dylan was really struggling in his business. And, you know, he started business at an early age, which so, so did Tim. Um, and, you know, on Sunday afternoon, I told Kara, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to see if Dylan wants to go snowboarding. And I was like, Dylan, you want to, you want to take a couple days and go hit the mountain? And he's like, when? And I'm like, well, let's leave tonight. And to be able to just do that is like, yeah, you need financial freedom, but what we're looking for is like the ability to just spend more time with those we love, right? Yeah, totally. I'm with you, Brian. And someone else said, you know, that love is a four-letter word, but it's spelled T-I-M-E for our kids. Yeah. That's that's the time that we spend with them. They'll, and, it, you know, there's a scripture, right, that says, you know, raise them upright and they'll always come back and won't depart. And I think some of that's what I have to remind myself is even though a punk or a sass or somebody that in that moment can't appreciate it, I'm building memories that when they're my age, surely they're going to look back and say, man, you really spent a lot of time with me, even when I shouldn't have been worthy of receiving that time. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.